Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart, episode 85. Very excited about being able to talk to you guys and bring you a fantastic interview, a conversation that I had with Mr. Steve Ryder. Yes, Steve Ryder is back. Um, if you remember his episode that I did with him, um, episode 78, go back and listen to that one if you didn't hear that. But that's really more of Steve's uh, kind of uh, inaugural uh you know, introduction to the Success Edge community and what his viewpoint on success is, um, how he's been able to overcome failure that might have happened in his life. But the reason I brought Steve back on this time was mainly because of the, you know, his, you know, long years of being in, you know, with focus on the family and Dr. James Dobson and all the things that he's observed and saw and just the insight that he had with this. And, you know, Steve does a great job of just being authentic with his story and really does talk about, you know, some things of where that, man, I mean, his work beat him down. And I don't know if there's anybody else out there that can relate to this, but, you know, when your work beats you down, it takes a toll on you with your family. And, you know, gang, I'm telling you that this episode that you're going to get to listen to with Steve is going to definitely move you. And we give some great practical advice on maybe how to help with your relationship with your spouse in this episode as well. But I wanted to take a quick second and make a plug, obviously, for Highbridge Books, okay? A lot of you guys have heard me talk about Highbridge Books several times. And obviously, I recommend it because my wife and I, Amy and I, we're utilizing Darren Shearer's services to help publish her book that is coming out here soon, okay? And the title of Amy's book that's coming out is Fairy Tales Do Come True, all right? But Darren is actually uh, the publisher of that, going to be the publisher of that book. So if you're, a, if you're a leader in the Christian community and you have a message that you're trying to get out via a book, ebook, a blog, I think Darren is your man, okay? And I would highly recommend that. Go over there to hybridbooks.com and tell them that you heard about it on the Success Edge podcast. And without further ado, guys, let's jump into this episode and we'll catch you on the other side. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Man, I told you guys that I'd be bringing him back. Yep. I brought back Mr. Steve Ryder. Ha ha. Well, so here's the thing, guys. The reason why I brought Steve back was obviously, you know, his, you know, 15 years that he actually was with Dr. James Dobson. Okay. You know, focus on the family. I couldn't help, but whenever I had my conversation with Steve, that we needed to bring him back to talk about family work balance. Okay. Because I know that there are a ton of you guys out there that, you know, like what Steve talked about in his interview that he would come home from work and the tank was empty when he was coming home to give, he had nothing to give to his family. And I know that that's happened to me. 
I know this happened to a lot of you guys out there. And today we're going to talk about that. Okay. And we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to just guide our conversation on this topic. And we're just going to flow. And, um, you know, so Steve, I want you to kind of kick it off a little bit about, you know, kind of reiterating, you know, your background with folks on the family a little bit, but, you know, kind of take us on this pathway a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, I, I finished college in May of 97 and I was dating a girl whose parents lived out here in Colorado Springs and, uh, came out to meet the family, fell in love with the town. And while I was out here, my girlfriend's parents, told me, yeah, focus on the families out here. And I was like, focus on the family, focus on the family. Dr. Dobson. I remember Dr. Dobson. I love Dr. Dobson. Because my mom supported three ministries growing up. She supported PTL and Jim Baker. Yeah. She yeah. supported Jimmy Swaggart and she supported Jim Dobson. And Jim Dobson was the only one of the three that didn't embarrass me. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like, all right, all right. So, so, so this guy, all right, he, he pulled through the 80s and didn't have any massive screw-ups. He didn't have right. really any screw-ups. I mean, he's a really upstanding guy. And so yeah. I just I, I got my foot in the door while, while I was there. And very early on in my career at Focus, I, I saw that even though I wanted to move on to bigger and better pastures, God had me there for a reason. Hmm. And so I figured, okay, if God, you've got me here for a reason, I'm just going to bust my hump and I'm going to outwork everybody and I'm going to show everyone what I've got. And I worked my, I, I jumped through the ranks while I was there. And in fact, about halfway through my tenure, a little, I'd say a little more than halfway through my tenure, I, I leapfrogged two guys that had much more seniority on me. And I became Dr. Dobson's senior audio engineer. And I took over as the manager of the audio production department for the daily broadcast. Hmm. And, um, it, it, it was awesome to be that close to Doc. And really, those years that I was at Focus were, it, my, my wife tells me I look back at it with rose-colored glasses because I look back and I'm like, man, those were some awesome years. And they really were. I, I, I did have some struggles here and there where I felt like I was hitting a ceiling. But for the most part, I'd come home and I, I, I felt like I was making a difference. And I, was, I had a young family and it was great. And then the point at which Dr. Dobson left Focus to go start Family Talk, where they finished that leadership transition, where Jim Daly took over 100% lock, stock, and barrel, and then Dr. Dobson went off and started Family Talk. I went to go work for Dr. Dobson, and I was the second employee he hired, and we built that team, but the money never really came in. And so I was doing two daily radio broadcasts with half the staff that I had at Focus to do one. And everything changed in my life. I started to, on Sunday, start to dread getting up on Monday. Mm. Sunday night, there was just this anxiousness inside of me that, oh, I just don't want to even get up. Why, why does this weekend have to end? Why? Because I knew that from Monday morning through probably Saturday afternoon, I was going to be working. Hmm. working just these crazy hours. And when I was home, I just didn't have anything left emotionally or physically for my family. And like we said in the last show, it was a real paradigm shift for me because I started to see where I was getting things wrong. Hmm. Now, do you feel, I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, so many of my listeners, I know dread Monday. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think yeah. at some point I think at some yeah. point seriously Steve we all get that that pit in our stomach on Sunday night right 
and where that we don't want to go to work, right? And that starts spilling over into every single area of our life. Without question, without question, I, I found myself starting to get more edgy. It, it, it's it's something that I, I hear I hear it all the time. I've, I've got friends. Oh, if I could only go work for a ministry. Oh, if I could only go work for a ministry. And I laugh at them. I'm like, come on, are you serious? If 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 anything, at times working in ministry can be even worse than working out there in the secular world. Mm. It really can because, yep. at least out there in the secular world, if somebody stabs you in the back, you 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 know where it's coming from. Right, right. In, at at a place like Focus or Family Talk, and and unfortunately, in my immaturity, I was sometimes the one one of the ones that was the stabber, and oh, other times wow. I was the stabby. Huh. And, and that just comes from my own personal growth and my own personal maturation, if you will. Yeah. But there is no silver bullet when it comes to fixing this kind of feeling. I, I think what you got to do is you just got to get down on your knees and say, all right, God, you've got me here. What lesson are you trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. What lesson are you trying to teach me so I can learn and I can move on to what it is you have next? And what do you have next? Yeah. I want to jump back to another story, Steve, that you mentioned when you decided to, I believe you said, give up football to focus on your family. Yeah, I I coached. It was something we talked about before the first podcast. It wasn't even recorded on the last one. I had always had this dream of coaching high school football, Mm -hmm. always. And, and, and And I started in, it was 2001. And I was, uh, let's see, I was 26 at the time, I think. Yep. I, think I, was about, I think I was about 26. And uh, I, I, I was engaged and I started coaching high school football and I loved it. There was something about coaching young men, mentoring young men, discipling, pouring into young men that just, it feeds my spirit. It just, mm-hmm. it, there's, there's something about it I just loved. And, and I got married during that first season. And in my fourth season, my wife was pregnant. And I had made the decision, you know what? My wife's pregnant. It's a high-risk pregnancy. I'm, I don't think I want to coach. And so my head coach at the time, Eric Donnell, who was a very close friend of mine, he told me, all right, I'll, I'll look and I'll try and fill your position. If you want to be a volunteer, just on a very part-time basis, I'd love to have you back. He never filled the position. He was never able to find anybody he felt comfortable with. And it finally got to the point where just a couple weeks before practice started, he called me up and he said, hey, listen, I wasn't able to fill the position. So if you can help out in any way possible, I'd love to have you. And I'm like, sorry, dude, I, my, my wife's high risk pregnancy. I just I, I need to be available 100 percent for her. He's yeah. like, don't worry if, if, if you need to drop stuff and you need to go to your wife, you can go. But I, just, I, I really love to have you be a part of this. And it was like the next day my wife was looking at me and she was like, you need to coach this last year. I was like, what? And she was like, you need to coach this last year. You had those kids from their freshman, those seniors, you had them from their freshman year, their sophomore year, their junior year, their senior year. You guys are on the verge of turning this program around. You need to be a part of this. Hmm. You need to be a part of this for you. Don't worry about me. You need to do this. Hmm. And so I returned. And uh, it, it was a glorious season. We were one game away from the playoffs after – in in school history, I think they had made the playoffs once or twice in school history. Yeah, and so we we, we had done a great job of building that foundation, and and we we had really felt like we were starting to turn the corner. 
My wife actually gave birth nine weeks premature during the season, and I missed one, the, our second to the last game. And uh, afterwards, I was like, you know what? I spend so much time at Focus working 40 hours a week. Yep. And then from July until pretty much Thanksgiving, coaching is another full-time job. Mm-hmm. I I've listened to enough broadcasts over my years at Focus to realize that I only have these kids for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And so I need to make sure that I am scaling my life back and around them as much as possible. And, and this time I resigned for good. And, and I remember I was at a, about a week later, I was at a uh, Focus retreat where where a bunch of leadership from the Focus Broadcasting and other divisions were were all over at Glen Erie. It's a it's it's a retreat center here in town, just gorgeous. If 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 nobody's if anybody comes to Colorado Springs, try and get into Glen Erie and go see it. It's a it's this castle that was built by the founder of Colorado Springs, General Palmer. It's and, and the Navigators own it. The Christian organization now owns it. It's absolutely amazing and we were we were at Glen Erie for, for this brainstorming meeting retreat and I remember telling John Fuller the co-host of the of the focus broadcast I remember telling him hey I, I, I just resigned and, and he put his arm around me and he said Steve you made the right decision because spending more time with your kids is something you will never regret hmm. and and sure enough it was that next football season that it was a Saturday morning. I was playing with my son on the floor and I heard him say his first word. Hmm. And I looked up at the clock and sure enough, I would have been at the high school preparing for a game. Hmm. And I got to see it. And now that my boys are 10 and eight, now they're at the age where they could start to be a part. Yeah. And, and, and so I've identified a couple programs in town that, that I really would feel comfortable if, if I returned to coaching. I really feel comfortable. I love what they're doing. Um, there, there's an author named Joe Ehrman. He wrote a book called Inside Out Coaching, and it's all about mentoring and discipling young men in such a way that nobody is doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and he built this nationally prominent program, a very successful program at a prep school in Baltimore area. And... He built it using this, these principles, and, uh, and, and I found a program in town that, that, that does that. And so, wow. so I've, I found one. It's got to come full it was circle, a, huh? It, it, it was a season of not coaching, and at some point I have a feeling it's going to be coming back. Well, I want to, you know, all right, this is going to be good, man. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to go back to that moment, Steve. Yeah, where your wife looks at you and says, you need to finish this year of coaching. Okay. You've got a high risk pregnancy right there going on. Yeah. You're working like a dog and focused on the family. Okay. I'm assuming that's your first child, right? Yes. And your wife looks at you and says, hey, you need to finish that. I need you to dissect for me how could your wife say that to you? What were the things that you were putting into your marriage, Steve, for that kind of statement to be? Because most women would be like, you better not go anywhere. You better drop that like a bad <laughs> habit. You know, I'm more important than, you know, that football thing. And, you know, you need to be here with me. I mean, I'm just being honest. Okay. Yeah. It has the reality yeah. of sometimes of, yeah. of a household 
per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but obviously your wife saw something and you and her had this relationship going on. We need to dissect that a little bit right there to camp out right there. I need to hear that. I I think a large part of that was I was making sure that when we were both together, I was there and I was engaged and I was trying to fill her love tanks, if you will. Um, here, Here I was, I was working at this national ministry, focus on the family and I was working on the broadcast and 40 hours a week, 49 weeks out of the year, 48 weeks out of the year, I was I was listening to these great Christian authors, speakers, theologians, family experts about how to build a better marriage, how to build a better family, how to be a better Christian, how to be a better husband. And and so I was doing my best to apply those and pour into my wife and 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 such a way that she was so filled that she saw the joy that I got from coaching. Mm. All right, and, she, so, and she knew where that season was going, and so she yeah. wanted me to be a part of it. And, and 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 really, she wanted to be a part of it as well because the coach's wives had started to build some camaraderie, right. and so she wanted that as well. Mm-hmm. See, this is good. I I love what you're saying. That you, I mean, I, it's um, oh, five love languages, right? Yeah, Gary Gary's, Chapman, Doctor Gary Chapman. Dr. Gary Chapman, exactly. He's a great dude, by the way. I he is such a great guy. <clears throat> And I'm gonna put um, I'm gonna put this book actually in the show notes, uh, SEC, so you guys. Could, so it's five love languages, and <clears throat> here's the thing is is that they talk about in the book where you make deposits, exactly, okay? and you've got to tap into your spouse's love tank, exactly, and make deposits into that. Right? We're not we're not gonna talk you know dissect the book right here. But what Steve, I'm, I'm using more of a practical, you know, sense, Steve, what you're saying, you know, some yep. practical so they can take something from this is you were making those deposits and she, that camaraderie of the, you know, of the other females that you brought her into that whole entire group of those coaches, wives. And, you know, mm-hmm. probably you had some of the boys, you know, that had come through the program, come over to the house, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. This was not something that Steve ran off with the boys and did his own little thing and the wife stayed at home, right? This is something that you, yep. both of you guys were doing together. I think this is huge. Exactly. I mean, exactly. are you seeing where I'm going with that, Steve? Absolutely. I, 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 for my wife, her number one love language was quality time. Mm, there you go. And, and, and I made sure that when I was not coaching, I was doing my best to give her some quality time. And that meant... Because we didn't have kids, I played some video games. I played football video games, and I watched film. And, you know, I, I, I cut down the video games so that way I could date my wife. I could spend that quality time. For me, quality time is at the absolute bottom of the list. I honestly <laughs> couldn't care less. I mean, you can be – she, she could be at the other side of the room all day long. We go to bed. We barely talk. I'm As, as, as long as we have our cuddle time once in a while, I'm good. Right, right. I'm good. But but for her, it's quality time. And so it's, you need to know your spouse and feed them in such a way, him or her, feed them in such a way that and, – and include – especially if it's quality time, include them in your life. Mm-hmm. Include them. Figure out creative ways to – to 
spend that quality time together so that way they become a part of whatever it is that you're in doing, whether it's starting a business, whether it's um, a side project, whether it's freelance work, whatever it is that you're doing, include your spouse. Absolutely. I, I see, you know, just with even my own life, you know, because here, here I am, you know, I've got a, you know, pretty high level sales, you know, job, right. Mm -hmm. For a fortune 500 company. Yeah. You know, I, I've got my sales and marketing business that I've got and, you know, here I am, I've got, you know, this podcast. Okay. And the thing that I, for Amy, like you're saying is I know her love language. Yeah. I make deposits and I make sure that I'm doing that. Um, I mean, I like, for example, today, today was a great example of this. Okay. All right. So my flesh wanted to go work on my podcast because I've got an episode that's supposed to launch tomorrow, Tuesday. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I got to edit some things. I got to, you know, get it all fixed up and so forth. You got to do the show notes. You show notes. Do. Yeah. I mean, there, there are things that I've got to do. Well, my wife had had, my wife's pregnant right now and you know, she had a kind of a rough day for a pregnancy yeah. and you know, we need to get dinner ready. And I knew that she needed our three children, Tyler, Trinity, Timothy, and Taylor to come out of the house. And guess who's the only person that can do that? She's not going to do it. I've got to do it, right? So I had to swallow my desire to go work, okay, yep. right? Yep. And go and serve my wife and give her about 30 to 40 minutes of just alone time where she could cook and do what she wanted to do and not have anybody running around her ankles or her, her, her legs yeah. and for her to be free. You yeah. know? And was it all that bad? No. I mean, did, was no. I able still to, I, I've already uploaded the thing. It took me no time at all to do what I need to do with the podcast and the episode I need to upload. And you know what? It still got done and it was fine. Yep. Right. And you know, but you know what? It put deposits into my wife's love tank. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about work-life balance. I don't think there's, you know, or family life balance or whatever you want to call it. You know, <clears throat> there's no such thing. I don't, I don't think that you can ever have perfect balance between the two. I mean, do you, would you agree with that, Steve? I mean, do you feel like that there, there's, uh, there can always be this equilibrium between the two, you know, that you can always have that, you know, cruising or i mean i mean i don't i'd like to hear thoughts about that always no hmm. but there are seasons where things get a little harried yes and then there are seasons where things kind of scale back a little bit and yeah. thus you make sure you are spending that extra time with your family mm -hmm. and that's when you plan in those vacations and that's when you plan if nothing else just a day where you guys get away from the phones and from the tablets and from the tv and f just go out and enjoy the world 
Mm. Go out yep. to a great restaurant or go to an amusement park or just go do go just for a hike. I live in Colorado. I, we, we've got the most incredible <laughs> mountains out here. And both my boys, they just love they love hiking. And, and so for me, if I need to get them out of her hair, out of my wife's hair, I take the boys out, out for a hike. Yeah. And, and, and if Elizabeth wants to go with, then what we'll do is we'll figure something else out and we'll go watch a movie or we'll go just go out for a walk. Yep. Just get away from stuff and just make sure you're spending time with your family. Because I, I, I remember this story. Dr. Dobson was out hunting with his son, Ryan. And, and and they were just hunting and just talking. And Doc saw an opportunity to say something into Ryan's life that, that has made it into a number of film series and on a lot of broadcasts. And Doc said, Ryan, when it all boils down, the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is in the end, we are all together in heaven. That's it. Hmm. That is it. And if we lose sight of that, if we lose sight of, you know what, there's an end goal. And that end goal is to make sure that my wife and my kids spend eternity with me. Mm -hmm. Nothing else matters. Hmm. Nothing else. Hmm. I, I know that my own father, as simple of a Southern man that he is, you know, even him that barely graduated high school said the same thing to me that, hey, if I can get my whole entire family to heaven, I'm a success. You know, and that is because that's the only thing that matters. And so often I would listen to broadcasts and hear stories of people that would be on their deathbed and realize I messed up hmm. work my business whatever venture whatever thing that they were doing it took up so much of their time that they lost their family and i'm telling you in the listenership right now that it's never too late get your priorities straight and make your family a priority because you can make back the time you can start to develop a relationship with your family. You can start to heal relationships, heal broken relationships. And no business, no venture, nothing is worth losing my family over. Amen. Well, let's start wrapping down here, Stephen. Let's, let's make this practical. Okay. What are some practical steps to – because they're not going to be – here's the thing. You know, there's probably – you know, there's a, hey, in this day and age, we, we, we have, you know, I, I know of, you know, moms that are actually the breadwinners and dads are actually the stay-at-home moms. Okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, they're running from airport to airport and they're running hard, running fast. Right? Mm -hmm. And they realize that, man, their kids are growing up and, man, Little Johnny was two, now he's seven. Holy cow, where did that five years go? What are some practical things to start weaning themselves off or scaling back to get back to the family, you know, but still 
but still be able to work. You know, I mean, what what are some practical things? Carve out time for your family on your calendar. Hmm. And during that time, put your phone away. Yes. Put your phone away and, and, and turn it off. And if there's an absolute emergency that you have to take, nine times out of 10, it's really not an emergency. It can wait until the morning. I mean, seriously, seriously, nine times out of 10, it can wait until the morning yeah. or wait until the next day or wait until after that family time, but carve it out on your calendar. I really like that a lot because it, it gives you predictability with your schedule and it gives you predictability with your family too. And it gives you Absolutely. predictability with your, you know, your coworkers or, yeah. you know, your, your job or your business. When I was at Family Talk, Ryan Dobson would often tell me, he said, Steve, as soon as I get home from six o'clock until eight o'clock, my phone is in my bedroom, turned off. I don't hear it hmm. because I want those two hours with my wife and my kids to be uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. I want dinner with my family. I want to hang out with them. I want to play games. I want to play Legos. I want to do that stuff for those two hours. Nothing in the world is going to come up that is so urgent that I need to stop. And if it is, they'll call me on the home phone because it's a death in the family or something like that. But the phone could be turned off for those two hours. And you know what? That that time is irreplaceable because... Exactly. The the time from two to seven, the time from seven to 18 is going to go probably equally as fast, if not faster. Mm -hmm. It just starts to exponentially get faster and faster. And we and and we only have these kids. We only have them for so long. And we need to make sure that we are equipping them for the world. We are we are imparting our faith and we are talking about our love with God. Hmm. We're, 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 we're writing it on our doorpost and we're talking about it when we get up and we're talking about it when we go to bed, just like in, I think it's in Deuteronomy where, where do they say that? Yep. I, you know, it's interesting you say this right here because Amy, she was watching, she was at the doctor, you know, uh, doing some things for the pregnancy stuff. And I think it was the today show. Uh, and they were talking about on the today show that, um, the dinner time at the table with the family is vanishing today. Mm-hmm. And I heard an interesting statistic from a gentleman that uh, spoke at one of the conferences I attended. And he said, families that eat together at least five times, it was either four or five times a week at dinner time. They stay together and grow together more effectively than all the other families that are out there that mm-hmm. never do that. They, the other, those other families are the statistics we hear about that fall apart, you mm-hmm. know, that have the kids that go berserk, okay, and do stupid mm-hmm. stuff. But those families that at least four to five times a week are eating together for dinner, mm-hmm. having conversation are the ones that stay together. And yeah. I, I, I'm a product the, the, of that. The, the numbers of kids that teen pregnancy, drug use, it all drops significantly with this one thing. And, and, it's, and it's the dinner time together. Yep. But in reality, it's, it's not just the dinner time. 
It's the quality time. Mm, and, yep. and even more importantly, the quantity time. Mm. Because qual- you, you can't just plan quality time with your kids. Right. <laughs> quality is something that naturally bubbles up out of quantity. Yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why I'm so fortunate to have worked at Focus and for Dr. Dobson for 15 years. It, it is that I, I've heard all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I actually get it, I see it in my own family. Like tonight. Usually for the, for the last couple of months, what we've done is we'd, we'd all sit on the couch with our dinner and, and we watch the news and we watch Wheel of Fortune and we'd have fun doing that. But tonight I was like, you know what? My eight-year-old sitting at the table, he wants to sit at the table. So we just, I turned off the TV and we all moved to the table and, yeah. and it was a great evening of just us just talking and joking around and poking fun at each other. And you know, that, that, that fun family stuff that doesn't come unless you're carving out time for it. Absolutely. And, you know, the the whole dinner time thing is you got to eat anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to eat anyway. And, you know, whether that's that you got to go and get pizza from somewhere and bring it back, you know, sitting down at the dinner table to eat is a practical way to create, you know, that family work balance, in my opinion. You know, and, and I do like, um, you know, going and planning that time out for vacation or for that day that you're going to spend with your family and you're going to put your phone away. Um, I mean, th- those are practical things that they can do. And, you know, for your spouse, which in my opinion, Steve, and this is my opinion, my what I would think my humble yet accurate opinion is that your spouse comes before your kids and you have to invest in that relationship before your children. I mean, I see so many, so many families that I've, you know, deal with on is that, you know, their kids run their life and Mm -hmm. they're held hostage to their children's schedule. Mm hmm. And, you know, they never take the time for each other at all. And it is a detriment to the, I mean, to their family, period. For anyone that's listening and you are in that situation where you are running from errand to errand to errand and you don't have time for your family, I cannot recommend highly enough Dr. Kevin Lehman. Um, I don't remember which book he's written, but he's oh, written a Kevin couple Lehman's on. Kevin great. Oh, this he, is good he's, stuff. He's, yeah. he's, he's, written, he's written a couple about making sure that you ha- carve out family time and you don't get overcommitted with stuff. Kevin would have a simple rule for his family. It was one event per semester. Hmm. So if they wanted to play a sport, they got one sport and no other events. If they wanted to play an instrument, it was that instrument band and nothing else. So that way they could have quality time together. And in this overachieving culture that we have, it it may seem sacrilegious for me to recommend it. But at the same time, though, I'm telling you, nothing else matters Mm -hmm. than your family, your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, then your relationship with everybody else. If, If you get to heaven and your kids aren't there, 
I can't imagine that heartbreak. <laughs> I can't imagine that heartbreak. I don't even want to think about that, you know? But I, I'll tell you, Kevin Lehman, Dr. Kevin Lehman, Amy and I, we, we found him um, actually through some podcasts. Yeah. He's got his own podcast out there. Um, have a new kid by Friday, I think is the yeah. name of the podcast. That's one yeah. of his popular books. He's, I think his uh, big book that he has out there is the birth order book. Birth um, order. I mean, he's, he's, he's written, I don't know how many books. Uh, I think it's like it's, 50 it's books. It's, it, yeah, it's crazy. And he does, he's got some practical advice as far as dealing with your children and, you know, even dealing with your husband, yeah. you know, uh, dealing with your wife. And uh, he's, yeah, highly recommend his stuff. Highly recommend his stuff. In in that vein, Dr. Dobson came out with a book, Building a Family Legacy, just recently. Hmm. And and, and for him, he's he's basically told me, he said, this this is my crowning achievement. This this is the the cherry on the top of the Sunday. This this is the culmination of forty plus years in ministry. And uh, if, if if any listeners would be interested in that one, be sure to go to Amazon or wherever and get that book because it's 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 one that we're we're going to be interviewing Doc about it coming up in the next couple months. I've got the website right here pulled up. I'll have this in the show notes, guys, um, so you can link out to it. Um, and for the, all these books, you know, the Five Love Language, how to have a new kid by Friday, um, you know, all these things that we're recommending. Here there's one there's, there's there's one more Tyler because yep. I, I know there are listeners out there that are thinking yeah but I, there's not enough time in the day for me to get all of this stuff done mm-hmm. I'm running a company here and I, I I can't get it down in 40 hours I can't carve out you know three hours with my family every night it's just I've I've got too much to do they're working 80 hours a week and they're just they're they're running and they're running and they're running mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Go to Eternal Leadership, listen to the Ken Eldred podcast. Um, He wrote a book, Ken Eldred, Dr. Ken Eldred wrote a book called The Integrated Life. Ken Eldred was the Silicon Valley Entrepreneur of the Year a number of years ago. He built a company in 20 years from nothing to $300 or $400 million in sales annually working only 40 hours a week from the start. Wow. Crazy story where God honored him. He realized I can only do a certain amount, and so I'm carving out time for God. I'm carving out time for my family. And what's left, I'm going to work. And he figured out on this spreadsheet, he was he's a Stanford MBA grad. On this spreadsheet, he saw he had 40 hours a week to work. Okay, God, I'm going to do that. And he tried to get venture capitalists to invest in his company, and they wouldn't because they found out he was only working 40 hours a week, but yet he's a billionaire today. I, be- I think I believe he's a billionaire. If not, he own- he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars because he started out right. Hmm. Integrated Life by Ken Eldred. I can't recommend it highly enough. He's, he's also on the board for Family Talk, and so I've gotten to know him that way as well. He's a great dude. SCC, that's um, that's episode 11 on the uh, Eternal Leadership Podcast, episode 11. I just looked it up here on my phone right here. Outstanding. Well, Steve, let's call it, let's call it a wrap. <laughs> we could a wrap. talk. We could call. We could keep talking about this. 
You know, all, all, you know, this whole entire time, this has been really good. But it gives the, you know, the SEC some resources that they can go out and find and start to invest in themselves. Because here's the thing, not no one episode, no one talk is ever going to solve your problems. It's just not, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to get a nugget here, a nugget there, but it is going to be a process to work out. And these resources that we, you know, we set out here, you know, SEC that you can go out and find because here on the success edge podcast, guys, we want you to be successful, not just in your career, but just like what, you know, what Steve's saying is that what good is your life? If your family is not with you in heaven, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so you've got to, got to put that time in with your family. And, um, you know, Steve, again, uh, thank you so much for being on the show here. Uh, Thanks for inviting awesome. me. It was awesome. It really was good. Me. And so, I'm going upstairs to go spend some time with my wife. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, brother. We'll call it a wrap, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities he's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.